Hello there, my name is Riley Joffe, and today I'm going to be covering an issue that I personally am quite passionate about. So let me get started by giving you a bit of an example. So I'm going to tell you about a world leader, and I want you to imagine him in your head. So he's in charge of a very powerful nation with a lot of enemies, and it's in a very precarious spot. He's also racist, he's sexist, and he's made several comments about people that have been quite controversial. He's not a very nice guy, and a lot of people have criticized him for it. So, based on my description, I'm sure a lot of you are thinking about one politician in particular. The current president of the United States, Donald Trump. Well, I'm actually not talking about Trump at all, or any American politician. Believe it or not, I'm talking about Winston Churchill. So, we all know who Winston Churchill is, right? He was the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom from 1940 to 1955, which means he was in charge right in the middle of World War II, one of the hardest times in recent history. Now, we remember Churchill for his actions in World War II. We remember him for being the leader that essentially saved Britain and most of Europe during World War II by fighting off the Nazis, for weathering the Blitzkrieg, and for defeating the Luftwaffe, the German Air Force. So I think it's fair to say that because of all that, we do remember Winston Churchill for being a hero, which means we look past a lot of his more controversial actions. For example, he cheated on his wife and was extremely sexist. He was extremely racist, making very rude comments about Indians, Jews, and multiple other races. But, we rem but one of his most controversial actions that goes overlooked so much of the time was the Bengal famine, in which he allowed upwards of 4 million Bengali citizens to starve to death simply because he couldn't be bothered to spare a little bit of food for one of his colonies. Regarding that, Churchill said that the famine wasn't really a big deal because the Indians, as he put it, bred like rabbits anyways. Now, obviously, making a comment like that would be incredibly controversial today and could almost definitely lead to a leader losing total support from all of the citizens of his or her country. Just look at Donald Trump. One of the main reasons he's so controversial is because of his comments about black people and Mexicans. And yet, Winston Churchill made comments that are the same, if not even worse. And back in his time, he wasn't decried at all for it. So why is that? It's a question that needs to be asked. And here's the answer. Now, the answer is actually pretty simple. We live in a day and age where social justice has advanced at an absolutely unprecedented rate compared to any other point in time. What this means is that we are far more conscious of what we say and what we do than any people have been for centuries, if not millennia before us. And that is, it's different. For the most part, in the past, people weren't conscious about what they said at all. People were racist, they were sexist. And the 40s and 50s, when Churchill was in power, were no different. So the reason that Churchill is not as controversial as Donald Trump is just because he wasn't around at the same time. Had Churchill been somehow a leader in 2018, his reception would be awful. He'd be treated the same as Donald Trump, if not worse. Now, vice versa, if we took Donald Trump and we put him in the 40s as a world leader, the people honestly probably wouldn't thought, have thought that much about his statements. They would have accepted them, if not outright enjoyed them, as sad as it is to say. So, in the end, there's only one real differentiating factor, and that's the standards of the time. Based on the time, people act differently, or if they don't act differently, as seen with Trump and Churchill, what they do and how they act will be received differently by the people. So, in the end, there's just one more question I have to ask. Should the standards of the time matter, or should we just judge everybody by the modern standards that we consider to be just? 
We actually explored this question a few days ago in our Napoleon debate, where a lot of the arguments brought up on the side against Napoleon was that he didn't really advance feminism at all. Now, the thing is, we can't really expect that, can we? First, let's remember that if treating women right wasn't the standard in Churchill's time, it most definitely wasn't in Napoleon's time. But that's beside the point. It's not about specific historical figures, it's about a concept. A common criti criticism of any figure is that they didn't advance rights of a specific group enough. But the thing is, when a person's born into a time period where well, well, that's the norm, you can't exactly expect them specifically to be the luminary of rights for any given minority. That's just not how it works. But beyond not advancing women's rights or gay rights or any of that, for Churchill that doesn't even really matter because his controversial statements remain controversial by our standards. But because they weren't controversial by the standards of the time, should we judge him for them? I honestly don't really think so. I think that Churchill was a great man. And keep in mind, I'm not condoning any of his statements or any of his actions. I believe that they are abhorrent. But why is that? Do I believe they're abhorrent because I have a specific moral code? No, I believe they're abhorrent because I live in a time when that would be the belief, where we've advanced rights to that point. I live in a time period when the norm is not being racist, not being sexist, not being homophobic, and that's why I don't condone Churchill's actions. I condemn them. But let's remember, Churchill didn't grow up in the same time as period as I did. It's exactly because Churchill didn't grow up in the same time period as any of us did that we can't follow him for his actions. We can fault anybody we want for being sexist, racist, whatever, as long as they were living in a time period where that was not acceptable. That's the thing with history. You can't judge it by the standards of the present. That's exactly what I'm trying to get at with this whole speech. In the end, the past is the past. The moral codes of the past were completely different. If you look back to ancient history, you can see that a lot of their laws revolved around the concept of an eye for an eye in revenge. Now, today, let's say somebody pokes me in the eye. Would I walk up and stab them in theirs? Absolutely not. I'd say, hey, why would you do that? Because that's what we're conditioned to do. But people back then weren't, and we can't judge them for that because that was just how their society worked. It's not really fair to say, because we live in a modern era, we're going to judge you who lived in a more primitive society by our standards. I personally don't think it's right to do that, and that's why I'm making this whole speech. So in the end, what am I actually trying to get at with this speech. Well, beyond my examples of Winston Churchill or eye for an eye revenge in the ancient times, I'm talking about a concept. I'm talking about judging history through a modern lens, and I'm talking about why that's not okay. So here's why. You can't look at history and look at a historical figure who doesn't conform to the standards of modern times and say, hey, that's not okay, that wasn't the right thing to do. You can't judge a, a historical figure for not conforming to standards that were created hundreds, thousands of years after they died. It's almost disingenuous towards history, and when you look at history, you're looking at history for a reason. You're looking at it to understand the time period, to understand the mindset, and to learn more about it. But when you look at history through the lens of the modern day, and you judge people for things that would have no place in their society, you're destroying that history. You're destroying any reason to look at history, at least for you. Because when you don't look at history through an objective lens, you're not getting all of the information you need to fully understand it. So, in conclusion, 
because when you look at history without an objective lens, you aren't getting all of the information you need and your vision's being clouded by bias. And because when you do look at history through that objective lens, you're getting all of the information you need. You're learning more about the time period and you're able to understand it properly. I think that it is of utmost importance to look at history always with that objective lens because in order to better understand something you have to be in the mindset of that time period you can't judge it based on your modern standards as i've been saying throughout that whole speech so because of everything i've detailed already and because it is absolutely of the utmost importance to look at a look at history through an objective lens i am very pleased to be supporting what i've been talking about thank you